Uh, hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Um, yeah. I'm sitting here. I have tea because everyone has Omicron. Uh, that we know of, we didn't, but whatever. Just trying to make sure I stay okay. Um, I thought I smelled toast. And then I was like, yep, I'm absolutely having a stroke. And um, I just finished watching Sex in the City, the last episode. So let's get to it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Martika. I'm a plus size fashion and beauty enthusiast, entrepreneur, mother of two beautiful girls. And I've experienced both the good and not so great moments of love. Truth is, you have to. And I want to have an open and fun dialogue about those ups and downs with you. I want this to be a community of healing where we pull each other through, lift each other up, and maybe even get each other out of love's complex moments. How's everyone's New Year doing? Like, life is crazy, right? You know, like, I feel sick and tired of saying that. Like, I want to just come on the podcast one day and just say, like, life is amazing. Life is great. Everything is fabulous. And I just feel like for the past two and a half years or two years, like, it's just, that's just not it. That's just not it. That's just not it. Listen, we're, this is 2022, T-O-O, 2022. We just might as well chalk it up to 2022 and that's it. Um, what have I been up to? Um, a lot. Like a lot has happened. A lot of things happened behind the scenes that no one really knew about. Not even my closest friends. Some of my closest friends. Um, <clears throat> uh, Christmas was okay. New Year's was okay. Um, it was very non-traditional for us this year because the head of our household, like the matriarch of our household, wasn't home. Um, she was hospitalized. So um, she was there for about 10 days, maybe, or maybe not, maybe not 10 days because she went in, <clears throat> she went in the Wednesday before Christmas and came out on New Year's Day. So you do the calculation. I don't, I suck at math. So it was stressful. Like this, this holiday was just different. I didn't do anything. Like, I mean, we got the tree up over here, um, which is good. And it's, it was behind me, but now it's gone. Um, but I didn't do any of like the traditional stuff that I usually do. Like I didn't even cook. I don't think I even, no, I didn't cook. I didn't cook either one of the holidays I ordered out. I still ordered like what traditionally we would eat. So we would usually have, um, so my mother's Puerto Rican and my dad is Colombian. But because my mom is the cook, should we usually stuck to the Puerto Rican traditions? So we would have like roast pork, rice and beans, um, or what I call it, what we call arroz con gandules, um, pasteles, and we would have like some some appetizers, like things to nosh on. So like some alcapurias or something like that. So we we I just ordered a bunch of that, and I was just happy that. <laughs> the stores were open to do it. Barely gave gifts. Like, it was just like, all right, like, here's what you have. And then that's it. Like, usually we all like celebrate together. But this year, because of what happened, I was more focused on just making sure that 
I wasn't stressed, more stressed than I already was, and that Arya was having, uh, that she would have a decent Christmas. Like she, she was, she's already been dragged around enough with all the sickness and all of this other stuff. So I wanted to make sure that she had it. Okay. So if you're watching my stories, you saw like that me, her and her dad just kind of made it as nice for her as possible. So we did that. My oldest was MIA. She kind of decided to spend Christmas somewhere else so that, you know, it just kind of all worked out. Like everyone was like kind of doing their own individual stuff and it just all worked out. Um, I went to go visit my mom the day before Christmas on Christmas Eve, which is fine because that's what we celebrate. I cel- We celebrate the Christmas Eve. And then I kind of stayed away for a few days because Omicron is like rampant. And I was like, just in case we get it, Aria was still in school. I'm like, I don't want to mess up any chances that she may have of getting the surgery that she really, really needs. So it was just like a stressful <laughs> week. Um, and then New Year's happened and God, I don't, did, we were, yeah, we were here. We were awake for New Year's. Um, we had dinner, like I had dinner. I sent dinner to my dad and then we had pizza. We had, we sat outside. We did some outdoor dining because New Year's Eve in New York City was pretty decent. It was like 54 degrees and it was humid. So it was okay for outdoor dining. We dined outside and then we came in and watched those shows that usually come on with all the performances. And then that was it. Like we just happy new year. And it was like 1201. It was like, good night. Like it was just so different. It's just a very different year. I, I, it didn't feel very celebratory. It just didn't. But anyways, I've been going on for seven whole minutes about how boring my new year's Eve is or how my holidays were or how stressful it is, but I'm just catching you guys up. So I'm just catching you up on what I've, what's been going on. I haven't been that active on social media. Um, so just catching you up. I caught up on a whole lot of shows though. So Insecure finale, and we'll talk about that a little later on. I guess I'll cover that in my love segment along with and just like that. And I actually became very obsessed with Insecure and I rewatched all the seasons before the finale. Well, I tried to. I kind of made it, but I, I made it to like the beginning of the final season by the time the finale came out. But yeah, I kind of just obsessed over it and then I rewatched it all over again. It was really weird. Like I just didn't want to let it go. Like I had separation anxiety. It was weird. Aria is remote learning because of all the positive cases. And I think some of her teachers or some of the staff in the school, I don't know if it was her teachers, but some of the staff in the school came up positive and they're understaffed. It's just a mess. So we're remote learning for like a whole week and a half, honestly, two weeks, because I'm probably going to keep her in because I just don't want any drama. I don't like I'm trying to keep my mom as safe as possible. Like this is. Somebody just sneezed and I heard it all the way over here. This is stressful. Like it's stressful. Um, If you haven't been watching my Instagram, which I've. I haven't been updating really lately, but if you haven't been watching it, you should definitely go and check out the highlights. Something really crazy happened to me the other day in Home Depot, and it's like new. Like, I've never experienced this in my whole 40 years of living on this earth. 
and doing this activity. I've never experienced this before. So if you haven't, you need to absolutely check it out. I encourage you to go to my Instagram and check this out because it was just weird. All I can tell you is Tide detergent and water. Like, and then you put those two together and then go to Instagram and check it out. I was just mind blown that this happened to me, but we learn something new every day. So make sure to check that out. www.martiga.com. That's my website. Scrap that. So just make sure to check it out. Go to IG Martika Beauty, M-A-R-T-E-K-A-H Beauty, B-E-A-T-B-E-A-U-T-Y. Um, and check out my highlights. It's, it's pretty hysterical. And I got a good feedback on it because everyone was like, what? Like, I never would have guessed or imagined that this could happen. But thank you. And this is like the first time that I felt like I was actually helping someone. <laughs> like, in a real and true manner. It was just fucking nuts. It was fucking nuts. Um, What else? That's it. Like, that's really what I've been up to. I've been up in everyone else's Instagrams. I've been very careful about who I listen to because, you know, the new year happens and everyone's like, I'm going to be the greatest person I could possibly be in 20, whatever, like whatever year it is. And everyone's doing this grand transformation. Um, and my business mentor, uh, Nicole Walters posted something the other day that basically said like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes like you feel like meh and that's literally how, how I, because with everything that's happening, that's how I've been feeling how I've been feeling. And again, just like not trying to be a Debbie Downer, just like keeping it 100. Like it's just a lot happening all over. Um, I think the people who I've been following on Instagram right now is like whoever can bring me joy. So like I'll hit up Nicole Walters because she, you know, she's just like keeps it real and that's my mentor. So obviously I'm going to follow her. I um, catch up with Demetria Lucas, which she just went on a fabulous trip to Ghana and Makes me want to go. So I've been looking up those trips. Um, they might be. <laughs> I just want to travel more. So um, I think that maybe going from like no traveling to Ghana might be a bit much. But in keeping with who I am as a person, which is like black or white, um, I think that that would probably be a good move. So I'm thinking maybe they have a Juneteenth one, which I can't do because my daughter's birthday falls like right in the middle of that trip. And then they have one in December. But I think that she said she was going to, not Demetria, it's like the people who she went with, um, said that they were going to put more dates. So we'll see. Like maybe something will pop up for my birthday. And I can go to Ghana for my birthday. I don't know. Like I have to think, what would this mean for me? You know, because it might be a little bit of FOMO. Like, ooh, I want to go too. But it could also be like, I just want to experience something totally different. And everyone came back safe, which I thought was the craziest thing ever, because especially with everything happening right now. So I don't know. I'm a very feel fearful person. I'm a Libra. <clears throat> and A, I'm very indecisive. And B, I'm very fearful. So just the thought of taking, like I live in my head a lot. Like in my head, I could do everything. But the actual physical thought of actually doing it is probably, is just way more scarier. So I don't know. I don't know. I may or may not be going to Ghana sometime this year. Just thinking of traveling. So if you have, if you have any travel ideas, just like hit me up on my DMs and just let me know. If you're planning on going to that Ghana trip, like please hit me up and let me know because maybe we could finagle something. 
Um, yeah, so that's it. I'm just going to move on to love. I'm just going to move on to love now. Okay, so yeah, so Insecure is done. I don't, we, we either got the ending that we absolutely did not want to have, which was Lawrence. And, and if you listen to this, then you know that this is a spoiler. I'm just going to put it out there. This is a spoiler. That's it. Go watch the show. Okay. Go watch the show and come back. Um, this, I'm not, I'm not a review person, but you know, I do like to talk about it. I'm a love, you know, I love talking about love. So, okay. So Lawrence and Issa finally, finally got it together and there they decided to work things out and at the end i think i think things look more like what a relationship like it's not that relationships that don't have some sort of drama in some sense aren't real right I think that struggle love is still a thing though, right? And so for us to constantly push that love is this and you should be treated as this and there's, you know, like, yes, obviously, I think that healthy relationships are the best. But let's not discount those relationships that maybe went through some rough patches. And I thought that this ending, while it may not have been the ending that people wanted, I think everyone wanted Issa to just discard herself of this very messy situation and just go on about and just live her best life. And yes, but if 2020 again showed us anything is what is right for you? Like what is right for you? And I think is her name Tiffany Child? I don't know. Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals said it best. She was saying, you know, like, just because it isn't right doesn't mean that it isn't right for you. And I think that Issa kind of had that struggle, like, and and her girlfriends were saying, like, listen, like, no, like, she don't need to be with him. Like, she's worth so much more than that. She's worth so much more than this whole messy situation like she should just go on and just do her um and I think that her friends had good intentions and I saw how even Molly kind of switched it up on her because I remember when the girls had that night out when they were all supposed to go out and then it kind of turned out into a night in because Amanda Seals told them that she was leaving it all turned into like a night in and they were all talking about the situation um and Molly was just like, yeah, like, don't call him. Like, whatever you do, just don't call him. If you want to call him in the morning, go right ahead. But don't call him right now. And I think that Molly was still didn't want her to be with Lawrence. But Molly was always team Lawrence. Like, Molly, I think Molly has always been team Lawrence. But after the situation happened with the baby, it was like, mm. I think she should just let that go. But then when Molly started kind of finding something with Tyrion, I felt that she was like, you know what? What is it? You already know what you want. It's just a matter of going out and doing that. And that was not only for her career, for 
Issa's career, but it was also for her love life. Like she knows what she wants. And at the end of the day, she decided that that's what it was. What confused me was what is it that happened at the end where, so they're talking. I think Molly is, it was like her birthday. And so she was somewhere in Greece with Tyrion and she's like, oh, I wish you were here. Issa's telling Molly, I wish you were here. And she's like, yeah, me too. So when you come back, we're going to turn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she just sends this text. And then next thing you know, we see Lawrence. And they have been kind of back and forth in it, like between the farewell party where that whole situation where he was like, like, do you love him? And then, you know, then I think she called him and for his birthday and he was doing something with someone else. So they kept like crossing paths and like never quite connecting. And then on Molly's birthday, she texts him and he just shows up and he's there. And this is how it, they decide like, okay, I, I let's see if this, this is even going to work. I don't know what, what was that? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what in that conversation with Molly led her to be like, to send that text to be like, I guess like come over or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's because she saw Molly was happy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have to take a look at that again. Again, we were dissecting. We were dissecting this show. Um, what else? I love that Molly found love in this most quirky, funny, all out, cards out on the table way. And this is what it is. And, and that she was vulnerable with him and said like, I'm afraid that this is not going to work um, or that you're going to see me for who I am. And, you know, and he was like, well, the good thing is, is like, I didn't like you to begin with. So there's only like when you're at the bottom that you can only go up and I'm starting to like you more and more every day. So it kind of, you know, he was like, it is what it is. And she likes him. So I love that this worked out for Molly and she looks genuinely happy. And I'm excited for her. Let's talk about Kelly. There was so much there. First of all, you know, so I'm a plus size woman and I advocate for plus size everything. And I felt like there were so many issues with Kelly's character. And, um... So the documentary after, maybe this is the reason why Kelly kind of, she was a character, but she didn't have much but background, you know, like she didn't have much, like we don't know anything about Kelly's parents. We don't know what she really, really does, except for now when we know that she works in Molly's firm. Um, you know, she's never had a boyfriend She's always been like this side character. Um, but we also like in the background, we know that Natasha Rothwell was playing many different hats within the show. So that's maybe could have been the reason why, but I don't know because Issa is the creator and director, you know, like, so they could have been doing the same for her. I feel like we saw a lot of Molly and Issa's relationships. We even got a real glimpse into 
Amanda Seals relationship, especially when she was dealing with postpartum depression. And we got to see like maybe the difficult side of their relationship. She was always very tight lipped and sealed about what was going on in her relationship. Like she would give hints like, yeah, you know, we've gone through our stuff and we just dealt with it. And, but, and then that was it. Like she was just leaving it at that. She wasn't talking about it. She was just going to leave it at that. And I feel like Kelly, we got nothing other than she was very liberated and free and sexually free and spirited. And I feel like that's always an ongoing conversation when it comes to plus size women, like almost like overtly sexual. And it's not to say that that that's not what it should be. And it's not to say that it is not okay. I'm just wondering why does it always lead to that? You know, and they were all sexually free, but I almost felt like with Kelly, even like sometimes like she was just raw and she was that raw character. Like I get it, but it's always like the fat girl is always either going to be very sexually explicit, very uncouth, you know, like it's always one of those character traits and why? There's a new show on uh, NBC, I think. It's called like The Gang Crew or some, so, something like that. And there's a plus size girl on there too and a woman on there too. And she, again, very sexually just like, I am woman, hear me roar and I could do and my sexcapades are great. And I'm like, we get it, but we also get that from Issa and she's not so in your face about it. We get that from Molly for sure. And she's not in your face about it. Like, it's almost like they have to affirm like plus women or women of this size have sex too. It's super annoying. Cause I'm just like, it doesn't really have to be that way. Like, why can't she just be normal? And then what really just set me off was when at the end, so she finds this guy, we see him, I guess he's in her life maybe about two years because it was, or maybe about a year because birthdays just kept cycling. And now I guess it's her birthday party and she announces that she's pregnant. And I'm just like, but we didn't even see the relationship. We have no idea. We, who is he? Who, like, we, we have nothing. We have no say. So we had no input into whether or not you should even give this man your child. I would have liked to see that. So everyone on Twitter was like, okay, great. Insecure is over. We want Natasha Rothwell to have her spinoff show. I, I'm almost, I'm curious at if we're going to get something like that because she said something to Issa's brother, but she was like, I'm going to make a show. She said some, you know, I, I just want to write a show where I get to kill you off. And I, I was like, I wonder if this is, I'm just wondering if this is not in the past. I'm wondering if this is going to happen later on, if we're actually going to get a show where this character is going to get killed off. And where maybe Natasha Rothwell is just going to go all out and go out for the big girls and give us an actual person, like a main character that's a plus size and has an actual love life. <sighs> like it, it, if anyone were to do that type of show, it would be Natasha Rothwell. She can do this. Like she can absolutely do this. Her writing, her directing is amazing. Like she can absolutely do this where she can show plus size women in like a real light and with actually being honest too. I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, dating as a plus size person has other things that you don't see in regular TV. Like, 
for example, the sex scenes would probably look very different. And it's not to say like a plus size woman can't ride someone's face. It's just that it would probably look a little different. You know what I mean? Um, and there, and there, and there could be, I think Natasha has that unique ability to tell the story with that hint of comedic twist that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be uncomfortable for the viewer, you know? Um, yeah, girl. But I was, I was, I was talking to my friend about that. I was like, there's so much, like even, you know, I don't know, going on a date and then having a whole bunch of like girdleage underneath and hearing that sh- 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 sh from your thighs rubbing together, like that can all be put into a show about dating as a plus size woman with the main character being a plus size woman. And yes, we've seen other plus size shows, but I'm talking about a black plus size woman. That's what I'm talking about. Kelly's character, like that set me off. I was like, seriously? And then we never really even got to see her pregnant, pregnant. I'm like, ugh. Like, could I just wanted to see her do her and be her outside of just their friend, you know, like her actual life. We got to see other people's actual lives and we never got to see her as that. I'm happy that Issa got together with Lawrence because in looking back, I was like, you know what? Lawrence was not the fuck boy that, I mean, he was a fuck boy to a certain extent. Like when he was single, he was a fuck boy. But with Issa, you know, he was just going through a rough patch Definitely an insensitive boyfriend. Like, how dare you on my birthday tell me, like, I know we're supposed to go out, but can't because I had a bad day. Can we stay in? And then only after I finish watching this YouTube video. No, sir. No, no. So, you know, not the best boyfriend. Definitely. I mean, in terms of the sex scenes in this show, and I said it, I said it on Instagram. Well, I put it, if you're on my close friends list, you saw, I was like, they really did an amazing job. Yeah, so they did an amazing job um, with with the sex scenes. Just like top notch, top notch. Um. So yeah. So and and I'm just excited that that they're together. I think I think it is what it is, and. She's making the best of it, and she realized, like, she loves him, and and they're good together. Like, you you see, it's just natural between them. When they're together, it's just, he's a friend. He's her friend, and they joke and laugh, and the closest I saw to that with him and another person was Condola, but out with everyone else, like, I didn't see, I didn't see, he's, like, charismatic, yeah, but... It wasn't, it wasn't like with Issa. With Issa, it was just breezy, just, just easy, you know? And I'm glad that they came together <clears throat> when they're both, when they've both developed as individuals. She is blooming in her new career as a, you know, cultural curator. And he is blooming in his you know, career as an app developer and, you know, for them to be able to come together now established in their own personal financial lives and the careers and, um, having gone out there and dated other people and seen what it is. And, you know, they could come back to the table and say like, I, I've been out there, I've seen what else is 
what else is out there. And we've put our best effort and our best foot forward with other people. Um, but it's not, it's not like with being with you. Um, <clears throat> so I wish them all the best. I love it. I was like, yes. So now whenever I watch Insecure, I'm just going to go to all the scenes with Issa and Lawrence together. And, um, yes. And go into my happy place. Nathan, I thought Nathan did a, Nathan did what he had to do. And I thought that Issa would have just been settling if she stayed with Nathan. So I'm happy that she didn't stay with Nathan. I'm happy that Nathan chose that that situation was too toxic for him and his mental health. Um, and I'm sure somebody else will make him happy. I also thought he was a bit too dry for Lisa. Uh, who's Lisa? He was a bit too dry for Issa. I was like, come on, like, I don't know. There, there might have been like one time when they were together where I was like, oh, oh, yes. The one time that I saw like a real massive spark with both of them is when they were in the, I, I think, um, Coachella and they were in the merry-go-round and yes, they had sex when they were there, but that's when I saw like that spark and that connection and then after that, it was like, all right, like, even like when he said, I love you, it was just like kind of matter of factly. Like, even when they were like, they were going to move together, it was like, yeah, like, you know, like, why don't we just do it? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just, it just didn't seem, he just didn't seem like he was it for her. And he was a safe choice. And not even that safe because there were other issues that I think that she would have dealt with with him down the line. He was very insecure. But yeah, well, that was the show. And I'm excited. And, and, it's, and it's ending. And it's ended. And we're sad. But we must move on. We just have to go on to whatever the next show is going to be. And, you know, I've moved on to this Grand Crew or something like that show. And it's, it's all right, but it's not clearly insecure. So I'm just like, come on, Issa. Like, whatever it is that you're doing behind the scenes, that let's just put it out there because we need more of this. We, we absolutely need more of this. This was for the culture. And we need more of this. And I want more of people like her to do the show, not these big companies now piggybacking on, oh, everyone wants to see black culture. So let's make a show um, surrounding um, black culture. So, okay, so on my stories before before the finale, I posed the question, should I go through all the seasons of Insecure and tell y'all, like, what I thought the best makeup looks were? Um, so I kind of made that, like, as a personal mission for myself. Um, and y'all were like, yeah, girl, like, do you, if that's what makes you happy. And I was like, okay, I think this this is, like, a second mission for me in addition to, like, going through all of the insecure. And what I noticed was that, <laughs> first of all, the budget may be, well, okay, these are not my words, but I was speaking to a friend and she was just like, yeah, their budget was like a little low for the first year, um, for the first season of Insecure. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like in, that is all of us, right? Like it was just them kind of like, I don't know if they had a makeup artist, but they were, it just, doesn't obviously look like the makeup that they have. I'm being very careful about what I'm saying. It doesn't look like the makeup that they had in season five. Um, so if you go again, 
just go to Instagram. And in Instagram, it I, I post like one of the pictures, which I thought was like the number one makeup look that I saw, honestly, throughout all seasons was when in doubt, go to a smoky eye. And it's just like not even like a layered smoky eye, like an Instagram smoky eye where you have like maybe a dark black here and then you blend it into like a different color. It was more like, we're just going to put black charcoal, you know, coal here and we're going to smudge it and we're going to keep smudging it all the way up. And then we're going to do an, uh, a tight line and we're going to do a bold lip and the skin obviously was beautiful and that's it. And that's our makeup for today. And anytime the girls went out, somebody had either a smoky eye or a, a tight line you know, uh, a smudged underneath the eye. It was like, like literally simple makeup is exactly what I would do. Like, especially if I was running out to like a party or whatever the case may be. And for the most part, I'm usually the one that's running really late. So, um, like I'll do my face, but then by the time it gets to my eyes, I'm like, Ooh, like I'm really, really late. So that's what I'll do. I'll just take a black hole and I'll just smudge it. And that will be my look for the night. And it's fine. Like I have so many pictures, but that's my look. So I feel like that was the look for essentially all the seasons, except for the last season or whenever the girls dressed up to do like a major event. So there was one episode where it was, they were all dressed up for Halloween. I think it was. And, um, like uh Tiffany was like Cleopatra so she had like a you know she had Cleopatra eyes and then um Natasha Rothwell she was Baps so you know her makeup was on point like everyone's makeup was on point so I feel like that's when they went like shablam but for the most part the girls had like everyday makeup on nice skin a little blush maybe some tinted, uh, maybe a tinted, tinted lip. Um, you know, eyebrows always done, but never really look like super penciled in. Um, yeah, I thought that they just kept, kept it very natural, basic, everyday makeup, uh, very relatable. So that, that's what I saw. But then in the final season, <laughs> that last scene with Issa and she has on like a red I don't know if it was like a blazer dress but it was like it had like cut out um shoulders it was just it was pretty and someone was saying something about the correlation between red and the show and I don't know what it is but it looked it just looked amazing on her and her makeup was flawless just flawless just just flawless. Her skin looked great. It was, it was, you could tell that she had on makeup, but it wasn't like, I, I'm always just going to compare it to like Instagram makeup. It wasn't that, but it just looks so good. The other, the other look that I always saw the girls who was a shimmer lid, which is great because again, this is something like if nothing else, you just put on a shimmery lid and you just keep it moving. Like, I feel like this was on par with how all like people that wear makeup are. Um, but yeah, just like the makeup game was like elevated. And I guess probably because also her status in society was different. So she probably had more money to spend on maybe like a more expensive products or maybe a makeup artist or take a makeup class. I don't know. 
So, you know, her makeup just looked very different. Let me see. I had it on my phone. Not that y'all can see it. Okay, so yeah, obviously, like, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see what I'm, what I'm showing the camera. But I'll describe it for you. So in, I showed the smoky eye. I also showed, so the off the shoulder little like blazer dress that she had was when, in, at the end of season four, when she goes on a date with, well, she doesn't know it's a date at the time, but um, when she goes on a date with Lawrence. And so I thought that that makeup look was like, Probably, again, one of the better makeup looks that I had seen all season. Um, and you saw the blending. You saw the creasing. You saw the crease. Um, uh, but again, it was just like, all right, let's keep it subtle still. It's still a shimmer lid. And um, Issa was good for going with a neutral lip un- unless she was, she was really feeling bold. And then she would do um, a bolder lip. But... Um, Oh, another thing that I saw that the girls perfected was a cat eye. Like they knew, they knew how to do some sort of either a cat eye or they knew how to do a liner, like a liquid liner. So they definitely got that down pack. Um, Molly definitely had that down pack. Um, The other look, I didn't get a chance to show the final look, but she did have on red there too. Um, and maybe that was the correlation that people were talking about that when she went on the date with Lawrence, you know, and they kind of got back together. And then at the final scene, she has all red too. And they're obviously back together. So let's get off of the makeup. The makeup was fabulous. You know, it, the makeup, the makeup was what it was and it worked for the show. Um, and it did get better every season, even when they were doing natural everyday looks. But I kind of love that about the show because it helped, it helped people embrace their natural skin like you know like you can have on a tinted moisturizer and that is still makeup and people don't get that like I feel that Instagram has this has given people this idea that so I think that people have this idea that makeup is Instagram makeup you know that you have to have concealer and eyeshadow and you know liquid liner and you know blush and bronze and but makeup can also be tinted moisturizer a clear tinted lip and you know some gloss balm and your eyebrows and you don't even have to do them so long as you have them sculpted you can tint your eyebrows and it's still makeup that's still a cosmetic thing so I think that um I'm hoping that this year people are removed from that idea that makeup is this long exhausting process like it doesn't have to be if you are going obviously to a major event and that's what you want to do then by all means then yes it's going to probably be a little longer that process is going to take maybe 30 plus more minutes depending on you know who you are or how much knowledge you have of makeup but outside of that everyday makeup for me was never that everyday makeup was whatever I felt on that day and that day I might have just felt like putting I remember times where everyday makeup for me was putting on individual lashes and putting on a gloss and having my eye sh- uh, my eyebrows done. And that was makeup for me. 
And those were the days that I would get like all of these and not that I was out here fishing for compliments, but those were the days that I would get like, oh my God, I love your eyelashes. And I'll be like, oh great. Like they're individual lashes. Like I just did them myself just because I wanted to put like a little bit more volume on my lashes, you know, and that was it. That That's what makeup is um, to me. And I felt like this show stood true to that as well. Like it's not that the girls didn't have on makeup is that the makeup that they had on was in keeping with how maybe everyday women put on makeup. Like everyone wasn't slayed down 45 an hour worth of makeup on their face. It wasn't, it wasn't this type of scene. Um, so loved it. That was insecure makeup, excited, sad that they're it's finished but we needed this because we need Issa to go on past this and give us more fabulous television. Um, okay. I think that's it. Right? So we talked about the insecure makeup. Um, oh. All right, so the final thing I wanted to talk about is, obviously, this is love and makeup. I mean, you can't hear her, but still, just in case, whatever. So, anywho, <laughs> here are, um, so I want to talk about makeup trends, because this is love and makeup, so obviously, I want to talk about some makeup trends or things that I... Um, not that I think I'm going to go straight to the source and tell y'all what they're saying is going to trend most likely for 2022 and how I can facilitate in that process by showing you how to achieve these looks. Okay. Um, all right. So here we go. So I'm on Cosmos. Um, nope. I'm on today and Cosmos beauty director, which we all know and love, by the way, she did an amazing story. Not amazing. I gotta get better words, but she did a story the other day, or she made a post the other day about, um, diabetic retinopathy. And, um, I thought was very important. My mom is a diabetic and (laughs) what she just went through over the holidays is very painful for her. And obviously for us to watch her go through that. Um, and so, Take care of, if you are a diabetic, just take care, take care. Listen to your doctors. They, if they are telling you to take care of, to exercise, to take care of your feet, to take care of your skin, like it's so important as a diabetic to take care of like literally every part of your body um, because it is in jeopardy. It's in jeopardy. Um, So she did that story and I, I, I was just like, yes, 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 because not enough people talk about it. So anyways, but the beauty director of Cosmo shares the trends taking over in 2023 from scalp serum to reusable eye mask. These beauty products are hot for this year. So let's see. Julie Wilson, you know who, I mean, I'm assuming you know who she is, but the Cosmopolitan beauty director, Julie Wilson Join the third hour of the show, which we love. And here are the trending beauty products. So, a color stick in purple stinker. So, you know, pen, pen, pantalon, 
the color of the year is periberry. Berry, peri, periberry, I think it is. So purple is in very peri. There it goes. Wow, Pantones. I said it. I mean, I said I was thinking about it, but anyway, it's just here. Pantone's color of the year for 2022 is very peri. So I and I I had an idea that this was gonna happen. I even painted my toes a similar color. So trends. I'm thinking that nails for sure are gonna be going in that direction, and that makeup absolutely people are gonna start to play with these colors. Um, so it's kind of very periwinkle. She says, Wilson says that it's cheerful and super wearable color and purple looks great on deep skin and any, any, any melanated skin tone, purple looks amazing. So, um, you can incorporate that color into your beauty routine. Uh, she makes a recommendation here, but just take a look out for that kind of like periwinkle color, something that you can incorporate into your everyday um, look. She talks about Do Forever Eye Mask. Apparently, this is a reusable eye mask. Um, she says they're a total game changer. They're made from medical grade silicone. So it allows for your favorite serums and creams to fully sink into the skin. So you don't have to be using like, I, I think a, a, a lot of people are like, I don't want to use all this skincare stuff because I don't know what's in it. Or even if you do know what, what's in it, you don't you don't trust the product, like, you know, and your under eye is just like a very delicate spot. So people don't really like to use. Um, so this, if you have your own skincare routine, now you can just utilize that, those creams and then use this reusable under eye mask to do it. So this is cool. A beauty tool, new beauty tool on the market is a simple tool, which we love. It's a Mihaka. It's, it's a Mihaka, a tool that originates from Mar Marrakesh that is used to exfoliate the skin. It's made from terracotta and covered in cotton and can be used on your face and body to slosh off dead skin and brighten your complexion. This looks a little different. I wonder if, if you're on the podcast, please go to W, just go to my website and I'll link in this article so you can take a look at it. I like this idea. I use, so I use a loofah every day for a complexion. Um, and I usually use a natural one. So I'm interested in this. And it doesn't seem like it's that expensive. Bloomingdale's $18. Okay, so In Style Magazine predicts moody makeup. It's gonna be in face lifting techniques. So like for example, on TikTok, I guess there's a viral video of users applying concealers on the outer corners of the eye up towards the edges of their brows to give the illusion of wide awake eyes. Or for example, lip liner, where, like where you apply your lip liner to make your lips look fuller, more lifted, more happy. Or applying concealer to the outer edges of your lips. Drawing. It's, it's, it's the same idea with contour is just like where you strategically place light and dark on your face to make everything look different. So bejeweled eyes, which I've seen quite a bit of last year, especially with 
Twitch users, they used a lot of bejeweled stuff. I like this idea because I've been wanting to incorporate some of this into my regimen. So we'll see. Crystal eye makeup. High shine lips are back. Yes, fuck that matte lip. So high shine lips are back, which is great. Oh, Mario. Makeup by Mario is predicting that the high shine lips are expected to make a major comeback in 2022. It's a look that's playful and pouty, but can also have benefits when infused with skincare to treat lips. So to create the look, all you have to do is add your favorite lip gloss to either bare lips or on your favorite lipstick for an even bigger lip moment. One, one of my tips. Futuristic embellishments. I do like this idea. So... This is most likely going to be almost like tattoos for the face, but um, it's faux tattoos. Yeah, face stickers, foils, like different mediums that you can use on your face outside of just makeup. And the best part about this is that you don't have to actually know how to do a graphic liner to get a graphic kind of look or a futuristic look. So this is excellent. Soft sculpting. We've been into soft sculpting for quite some time. Instead of having that bold, sharp look, like we want something that looks a little bit more natural. And it's, it's so Mario says there's a big difference between camera ready contouring and real life, which is true. And this is what I think people kind of got confused about, especially with Instagram, is that obviously for the camera on Instagram, when you're looking, when you're using these very bright ring lights, you know, and it's diffusing everything. You have to compensate for all of that lighting. So you're going to use more product. But in real life, that looks not so great. When you see the person, when you see that in person, sometimes you're like, people are, especially if you don't wear makeup, you're like, wow, that's just a lot of makeup. That's a lot of makeup. So um, we, I personally always liked soft contouring. I liked a more natural look. And I'm so happy that soft contouring is coming back, even for people that are on camera. Um, yeah, so he says, I think that the beauty world exhaled knowing that there's an easier way with products created to look natural, effortless, and do the work for you. We've been talking about this all of 20. 21 and it's going to continue on to 2022 we're talking natural products we're talking about softer more natural looking um looking skin and soft and natural looks we're just going down this path a kitten eyeliner a baby cat liner because it's very useful it's less heavy and less pulled back than a heavy cat eye and it would make sense like if you're not doing super heavy makeup looks and you're going for more softer um sculpted looks or softer natural looking makeup then you wouldn't put a heavy graphic liner with that or you could put a graphic liner but maybe not a heavy one right so it makes sense that a kitten liner and celebratory lipstick I'm not sure what this means oh okay so now that people are going to be removing their face masks that people are going to be wearing more bright, bold lipsticks. Um, so expect for the sales of lipsticks to go up. And so 
Child, I need to just come out with a lipstick because apparently um, during pandemics or recessions, lipstick sales go up because A is the cheapest thing. But now, especially because you can actually see the lipstick. A lot of people were going for that just regular gloss because it's nothing to take a gloss out and just, you know, but with a lipstick, it was just far more annoying. It was more like you had to put on a stain and there were other lipsticks that were trending, but now people are like, oh, I want to go bold and bright and big. And I want people to see my lips because can't nobody, we haven't been looking at each other's faces for quite some time. The brow lamination look is sticking around as lifted brows that open up the eyes are flattering. So it's not like a soap brow, which have vertical hairs and lay flat and appear two dimensional. It's going to be a little bit more subtle. So we'll delve more into that in our in IG and maybe I can do like a tutorial about how to do a brow lamination or soft brow lamin lamination. And then as I mentioned earlier, they're talking about 1960s styles. So this is, we're talking about classic makeup. They're saying that multifunctional color cosmetics are going to make a comeback. So, you know, which is great for us, easy and um practical makeup wearers because now you have you can use one product in two ways right um and that just makes it so much easier less steps so you'll see more color formula formulas across foundation eye makeup blush lips even nails to incorporate either like a treatment that goes with it so if you're going to put on the lipstick then it's going to probably have some healing properties for your lips or nourishing properties for your lips if you know how to put on brush blush, there probably you're, there's so many different ways, strategic ways to put on blush on your face. But now they're saying it's basically coming back to what we know is like you smile, put it in the apples of your cheeks, and you know they're dragging it further down the face. And the last one they're talking about is dopamine fueled eyes, which basically is. More yellows, purples, pinks, blues, greens, colors, which traditionally have a considerable quite out there, are becoming a lot more mainstream. So makeup looks that you would see most likely on editorial looks, you're going to most likely see on the streets. Like people, just everyday people wearing a graphic, very graphic um, type of bold makeup look. So those are the trends. I'm going to keep it at that because I think that InStyle did a pretty in-depth coverage. But like I was saying to you before, if 60s is where we going, then 60s is where makeup is going. You know, if 90s is where we going, then 90s is where makeup is going. If the color of the year is this, then that's most likely the trend for, you know, makeup. This is a long-ass podcast today. <laughs> but we had a lot to cover. So... Thank you so much for listening. If you have not, wait, I don't even remember what I say because it's been that long. So if you've stuck it out this far, thank you so much for listening. And there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to. And the fact that you're listening to mine makes me incredibly happy. So thank you so much. Make sure to tell everyone. Tell your cousin, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mother, tell, tell the side, tell the the stowaway, tell, tell, tell the, tell, tell the cuff, you know, just tell, tell them, um, because we all, because we all have 
something to do with love and we can stand to learn a little bit more about makeup. And listening is super easy. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Love and Makeup on Apple Podcasts. Boom. Simple. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and go to my website, www.martika.com to get all things love and makeup, the show notes, anything that we talked about on the show. Um, yeah. And follow me on all social media pa- platforms, M-A-R-T-E-E-K-A-H Beauty. Thanks so much, y'all. That's it. I'll see you in probably like six months because y'all know how to do we're trying this year. This year's word is accountability. So let's see how we do. All right, y'all. Bye.